Geeks, you're listening to episode 377 of Geeks Order Grace Podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Nolan. Hello. And LJ Lowry. Yo. This week, we're geeking out about Nintendo Direct, live actions we don't need, again, and Dunkin' Egg, which is actually a title of a Game of Thrones thing. Dunk Now that you say Dunkin' egg. Donuts, LJ, I like can't say it correctly. Dunkin' Egg, yeah. It just sounds like, yeah. Well, what Dunk if they do like a crossover of some kind when, the, when it comes... Well, we're going to talk about what this is later, but <laughs> what if there's a crossover with Dunkin' Donuts where they give you a, they give you a Dunkin' Donut with an egg, like a hard-boiled egg or something? We're going to see a product placement in... Men in Tights. LJ will know this. I don't know. Have you ever seen Men in Tights? I actually haven't. I know what it is. LJ, do you remember Men in Tights? It's been so long, but if you maybe Robin the reference, right? I might get the so reference. This is such a deep cut. Yeah, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's Dunkin' Donuts, but there is a coffee, uh, like sitting on in the windowsill, and it's like product placement. It's part of the joke. That's great. Oh, That's amazing. <laughs> and then didn't wasn't there like something like in Game of Thrones randomly in the yeah. background, like a coffee cup Khaleesi or something? Starbucks cup. <laughs> that's great they'll just start placing dunkin cups everywhere in the show uh we're gonna get into that in a minute we're we're jumping ahead yeah we'll yeah talk about games that we've been playing first um lj go ahead you got a couple cool ones i'm curious about yeah so it's been a few weeks um i have beat suicide squad since then which uh was a bit underwhelming but i i still had a lot of fun with the game um felt very the the last chunk of it felt very rushed um uh, but anyway the games i am here to talk about skull and bones skull and bones is it's pretty fun it's solid i enjoy it the only thing i think i have a complaint with is that like it doesn't feel like there's anything like drastic happening like i'm living the life of this pirate trying to you know like you know obviously upgrade my ship and kind of li- live the whole pirate life but it just I feel like there just needs some overarching threat or something that keeps me going like, oh, I need to keep going towards this, you know, or I need to keep doing this. But right now it just feels kind of like um, an MMO, you know, just like an MMO. Like, I'm going to go A to B, do this, kill, destroy these ships, you know, go sell this or go transport this, which is fine. But I kind of wish there was a bit more urgency and more of like tension in like in my quest, you know. Um, maybe there is later on. I just haven't played a ton. I mean, I have played. I played quite a bit because it was a weekend. At all, like Assassin's Creeds. The ship uh, combat, yes. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering because I was. Kind I like. I like the ship combat. Yeah. And see, this is where me and my me and a buddy of mine have talked about this. There's all these people that are like, oh, but you don't actually get to like board other ships, or you don't get to do on foot combat, or whatever. You don't get to actually do this stuff. And I'm like, well, they never advertised that. Like, they never advertised, hey, you're gonna get to do this. You know, like. So I'm like. That's, you know, like, so I think that's an invalid argument because it's like, well, they never advertise it as that. They advertise it as this pirate sim, yeah. um, you know, and like there have been other games in the past like that. I have kind of this game takes me back to 2005 because there's a game, Sid Meier's Pirates, and you, you go around the ocean, like obviously, again, trying to live the pirate life, trying to get your name out there and become one of like the most infamous pirates. There's literally a list and you can be at the top of that list in that old game. Um, so I, I enjoy it because it takes me back to a game that I was really nostalgic for. 
Um, so I enjoy it. It's fine. It's one of those things where it's like there is an eight-hour trial. So if you don't have the game, Ubisoft has an eight-hour trial for every platform. I think so you can play the first eight hours for free um, because of all the delays. And this game has been getting memed and getting bashed um, because of all the delays. Um, like Suicide Squad was another game. Like I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for these mid-tier games that kind of get bashed on before they even come out. Because I'm like, okay, I want to see what it's all about, you know? Um, so, I enjoyed it. Um, the thing that, however, that has kept me from playing more Skull and Bones is arguably the most talked about video game on the internet right now, and definitely the better thing is Helldivers 2. Oh yeah, everyone's playing um, Helldivers 2. Oh, it's so good. It's so fun. I played the first one quite a bit uh, with some friends when it came out. But this was one of those things where, like, I wasn't going to play it initially. I was going to skip it because I'm like, I got other games I should be playing. And then I got roped into it like a lot of other people. It was just this thing of, like, I saw things blowing up on TikTok and everybody's like, oh my gosh, we need to, like, overtake this planet. Come on, we need people. And even players are like, come on, like, let Xbox have this game too. Like, it was just the most wholesome thing to me because I'm like, everybody's teaming up together. This is not a competitive game. Like... Um, but it's super fun. Me and a bunch of my friends have this game. We've played a couple nights a week for like the last couple weeks since it's been out. Oh heck yeah! Um, they have had server issues, but they were they were fixed. This is the first weekend that the game has been out that they've had no like server capacity issues, which has been great. Um, the CEO actually of the company of the of the de- developers, he was even like, "Hey, like I'd love for you to buy my game, like our game, obviously." But he's like, you can wait until we have our servers fixed. Like, we're not trying to, like, you know, like, we want this thing to be to be great. So, like, don't worry about it right now. So I was like, you know what, that's pretty cool. That's like me telling somebody at my job, like, hey, I want you to obviously purchase this or do this thing with me at my store. But here's a better alternative for you that might work for now. You know, or whatever. Like, you know, it's like somebody asked. Yeah, it's just, it, um, it's, I like, I just love the attitude and just love the, uh, the devs response and everything it's super wholesome it's a super fun game you get into a lot of shenanigans because there's friendly fire and a lot of other stuff happening um it's fun it's super good uh, it's on steam and um playstation it's it is cross play um it's definitely taken uh, me and my friends away from pal world for quite a while okay. which i would still honestly love like i'm still down with pal world but the xbox version right now is just like it was so buggy that I was like, ugh, I'd actually rather play Suicide Squad, like, when a couple of my friends were playing it, because I'm like, I don't really feel like dealing with getting booted every 15 minutes and all this other <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But, um, no, it's it's definitely taken us away from, from Power World for a while. I'm loving Helldivers, too. It's super fun. So, yeah. That's what all are you I playing, Shelly? I'm playing Persona 3 Reload, baby. I'm just playing it. And Ryan the there Reviews. That's part of it too. I'm writing the review for That's that game. Great. Yeah. Uh, I did. I got a lot of progress on that though. So I'm nice. hoping I can get done soon and finish it up. But uh, yeah, really good. I think, and I, I, I articulate this in the review as well. Um, so definitely read it when it comes out. But for me, I think I'm realizing, like, I've seen a lot of people who are Persona 3 fans not like or not love this game i guess because they're like oh it, you know it's not as gritty as the original game it's not there's something the purest. Kind of wrong. and i'm yeah basically right but 
which I kind of was like, okay, like the all the like a lot of the complaints were very weird and niche where they're like oh the dorm is too bright and there's the animations are too shiny the music is too happy or whatever uh which i kind of disagree with most all those slash i don't really think those are relevant however i think what i am realizing about this game is some of the fundamental changes that they've made like i've heard a lot of people also complain oh the game's too easy too easy it's like well you can just bump up the difficulty it was too easy but the fact is, they changed a lot of stuff that isn't just, like, combat-related. There's a lot of streamlining and a lot of quality of life stuff that they put in. And a lot of the quality of life stuff is really good. Uh, a lot of it's, you know, inspired from Royal and things like that. But it kind of... It kind of almost goes too far, I think, sometimes. And maybe part of it is that I was used to it when I played Royal. And then playing Golden and then Portable and not having those options and then i got used to that so that could it could just be that i'm not used to it again but just the fact that like you always know who you can hang out with on any given day you always know exactly who to talk to always you always know exactly where they are uh, you don't need to wait until certain days to finish quests like you have to in the past um a lot of it is just like and again it's not a matter of oh it's too easy like combat wise it's just so streamlined that i kind of wonder like what the point of it all is <laughs> you know th just for example you can get requests from elizabeth um who's a character in the game and when i played portable and again i kind of bring this up in my my review uh so when you get requests from her sometimes she'll say hey can i have this specific item and it does it's not clear like what you're supposed to do um to get that item but it has like a certain day sort of associated with it she's like oh you could probably get it on this day um, so usually what happens in Portable, or, or I'm assuming the other versions of uh, Persona 3 2 that aren't Reload, I just know from Portable. Uh, so what you do is you have to talk to someone specific on that day to get that item. And then you can go and give it back to Elizabeth. So, for example, there's one that's like, bring me a Christmas star. And you're like, huh? What? Okay, Elizabeth. And she doesn't tell you where to get it, but you just realize... You know, oh, maybe I need to talk to Fuka because she likes plants. It's the Christmas star goes on a big old plant. And so you talk to Fuka on that day that is specified. And you get the Christmas star that you can go back. Um, but you kind of have to figure out for yourself. You're not entirely sure, like, where they are, you know, all this stuff. But uh, now it's like you could just complete one of those into a single day. Because I can get the Christmas star quest. And it'll give a marker like, oh, go to the dorm. And I'm like, okay, I'll go to the dorm. There's a marker above Fuka. I talk to Fuka. She gives me the star. It doesn't matter what day it is. I go back. I return the, return the quest. And then I get a reward. And I'm just like, this just feels a little too streamlined. Like, I think part of the charm of some of the older Persona games is the fact that you, like, have to really, like, make decisions. And it's not always optimal. Whereas I think Royal kind of create this influence of like you always get to it's so easy because you always know where everyone is uh how they're doing if they want to hang out blah, blah blah um you don't have to like make a note of it for yourself basically which yeah i think arguably hurts the theme a little bit the theme of persona 3 is is very much um it's memento mori right you're gonna die so what do you do with your life while you have it? That's the entire purpose of the entire game. Like, it's the entire theme. So much of that theme, like, is, is sort of integrated into all these different parts. Um, which is great. I love it. I think it's really cool. 
But sometimes I think, am I playing the game or is the game playing me? And that do- that kind of hurts the argument or that theme a little bit too when you're trying to like make these like cool, big, important decisions for your life that aren't always optimal. You're just like trying your best to like hang out with people, to study, to do all this, to do all that. But um, if the game is like, oh, just do this, it's the best option. It kind of sullies the theme a little bit, but I digress. I talk about more in my review, uh, or I will be when that's up. But um, overall, I still really, really love the game. And I still think, I still think, despite everything, it's the best way to play Persona 3. But it is just a little bit unfortunate that some of that gets kind of sullied. So that's all. But uh, yeah, I'm just playing that. I uh, did a little bit of game-tography. Heck yeah. So I played Let's a bunch go. of games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I turned on Cyberpunk, first of all. I then proceeded to play two hours of not game-tography uh, stuff. <laughs> because I just kept getting messages, text messages, in the game that has you have a phone that yeah. uh, were for stuff that was new so content. unnecessary. It's all side stuff that... I don't even know if it is like new content or if it was just things that... Uh, it takes so long for time to progress in that game. <laughs> then I was like, oh, maybe it's just stuff that I like didn't wait on long enough for. Uh, so there is some new stuff you can get on the subway, uh, which there's no purpose to. I kind of love it. You can just ride around the city <laughs> on a subway for no reason. <laughs> it, it adds, I guess, fast travel, but they're hard to get to because they're like under the city half the time. Mm-hmm. So it's the weirdest thing. But um, no, I am continuing. I wanted to get into it before, and so I just got back into it again the other day, uh, getting some digital or virtual photography, however you want to call it, uh, for uh, graphics on uh, uh, for social media and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I love doing that, and I love the idea of, like, I- I've always wanted to kind of make my own B-roll and my own photos to do graphics for, and yeah. uh, there's a little bit of pride in that, but it's really hard to do. Uh, for those mm-hmm. who don't know and so when you can go to these like super fantastical places without having to like pay a bunch of money to go somewhere fantastical um yeah, it's, it's really kind of neat that i can just like go visit yeah. the redwoods in horizon forbidden west or and get amazing pictures of the redwoods mm-hmm. or uh travel all the way up to oregon in uh days gone and uh or the old west in red dead since that has a photo mode now or yeah something i can't post- even like literally couldn't even do in real life last of us part two has a really good photo mode as well or both games oh, have decent photo check modes, last yeah. of us yeah so it's been really cool i will say with days gone i forgot how terrifying that game is especially if you don't know how to play anymore <laughs> just there's just stuff that could come at you or like yeah any moment <laughs> it's rough <laughs> That was kind of with me with, uh, I did get back into Mad Max the other day, and I guess mm-hmm. that has a photo mode now, because they had a Mad Max video game, and I was like getting That's chased cool. down by all these cars and convoys, and I'm like, I don't remember how to do anything in this game. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. It felt very silly, because I'm, yeah. I'm riding this motorcycle around, I'm getting chased by mm-hmm. zombies or whatever, and I'm like, I just want to take pictures, please let me just take photos of the landscape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. But... It's been a lot of fun. Forbidden West, uh, not the best photo mode, I'll say, but I do love that I can change the day in 15-minute increments. That was really cool for uh, Forbidden West. I think Spider-Man 2 is finally getting, like, time of day updates and all that for our yeah. photo mode and everything. And new game. Cyberpunk needs one, because it yeah. takes forever to change the time in Cyberpunk. 
and so to not have a time like okay. there are games that have been really awesome with their that technology lately it's really cool yeah see. like uh i mean honestly even like tears of the kingdom it's like pretty simple all you need is a fire you can choose like morning evening noon midnight so that's mm-hmm. at least something right so mm-hmm. yeah that's cool oh, that's nice. tears of kingdom might be another one I've been some games you can lately. literally change the direction of the sun like or like you can hit a button and you're like oh i want the sun to be over there or i want it to be over there or oh, wow. you know like yeah that's crazy i can't think of what off the top of my head but i know there are games that have been that have done that it was pretty neat in this canyon that I was in, um, in Forbidden West, and be able to change the time and watch the sun and the shadows mm. like Ooh. peek through. And then Ghost of Tsushima, you can actually actively change the weather in the photo mode too. I've heard Ghost of Tsushima is a great it's a, game. For oh, it. it's so good! I love it. <laughs> oh, Shogun comes out this week too. I'm definitely gonna re-download that. I'm loving it. I think it's really cool. Uh, I've showed a bit to a bit to my wife. And she's kind of been like, it's really not going to go noticed a lot of the time. Like some of these pictures, they just kind of look like photos of like landscape. They may look a little bit digitized, but you're not going to know it's from the game, especially as I'm taking the characters out of them. Mm-hmm. And so it's very much a like, if you know, you know, kind of thing. I love that. Uh, though. Yeah, I think it'd be perfect for like if I decide if, to use any of it for Geeks and Grace stuff. It'd be really cool to have this thing that you could share with anyone. Mm-hmm. But the game, the gamers would be like, I know that's from Forbidden West. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's really neat. So, I'm having a lot of fun with it. We'll keep playing. I'm sure that I'll continue to do so. It's nice, especially in the winter season. Uh, I think I'll probably go back to it. Winter didn't last that Ooh. long this year. God of War also has a good photo mode. What does? God of War, both of them. Oh yeah. yes, that was where I started. Yes. It was literally, I mentioned this on a podcast a couple weeks ago, but not everyone listened to every episode. That's right, you uh, did. Yeah, I so God of War, it might have been more like a couple weeks. Yeah, it's but been a, it's been a I, I take actual pictures, like hiking all the time. And so God of War is very linear. I'm on a trail, which in the middle of the woods. So it felt like I was hiking. And I get to this See, point where I'm like, if this was real life, I'd take a picture. And I went, Oh yeah, I, I love. Can take I love that you look at it from an, a very environmental standpoint. See, I'm an action shot kind of guy. Like, I want to see mm-hmm. a dude getting punched in the face, or yeah. somebody with their gun out, yeah. or something like. I don't know. Like, I'm an action shot guy, but you're totally. I'm doing finding it. that there is maybe a bit of a uniqueness, for better or worse, that uh, I do that. I'm looking at like, yeah. the landscapes and things. Yep. Uh, when I look at, I I was reading about like, how to do better virtual photography, and that was one of the things was like try to catch him in the action, and I'm like. I'm trying to remove every NPC I can. No, and I love that because, like, even like I've learned like just actual photography skills from doing this, and I think it's just so neat that like I am definitely see- tired of seeing shots of like Judith or whatever her name is from from Cyberpunk. Like, there's definitely these characters that I'm like, I'm so sick of seeing photos from the community on Twitter. Like, <laughs> I love that you're taking these characters out of the. Yeah, I think, I I think, think it's playing around with Cyberpunk a lot more. I think there's a mm-hmm. lot to offer there in just the city life. And yes. that was a big thing for me is I haven't taken a lot of pictures in cities. I live in a relatively small town. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say a small city probably here. Uh, and so I can't take these like interstate photos and stuff that I want. And Cyberpunk, I think, can provide that. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the photo mode is a little wonky. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of cool sites and buildings and things that I think you could probably take pictures mm-hmm. of. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other one I gotta get is that Matrix demo. I think I still have it downloaded. I heard that it has like a photo mode itself. Ooh. 
Or it probably does. Okay. It's like that really, you don't do anything in it. It's not Yeah, because you can it. actually, like, detach yourself from, like, walking around the city, and I think you can literally, like, float around the city. Helicopter over it, and it's just a yeah. city. So, I'm going to check that out, too. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Having fun with it, doing it a little bit differently than most people. But, love it, uh, love it, love it. Innovation yeah. is, is what, there's nothing wrong with innovation. Yeah. Enjoying it for sure. What's going on in the video game world, though, LJ? Um, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot of major stuff. Um, but uh, we did get a fun. I think it was a fun little direct, uh, partner direct last week. Um, so I guess I'll go over some of that stuff a little bit. Um, the automatic thing I think is huge, and this isn't necessarily just Nintendo, but um, so Xbox had that little thing happen where everybody thought like, "Ooh, they're they're going multi-platform." Right. Eh, that's not really the case. So they did reveal Grounded and Pentiment as two games that were coming to the Switch at this time during that direct. And right. those are both Obsidian games. Um, the other thing I guess that's tendent, tangentially related, however you say that, is that Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush are coming to PlayStation 5. And I highly recommend both of those games. Cody can get in on some Sea of Thieves now on his PlayStation. Now that you couldn't do that on your um also a great game for taking photos because it has a very minimal hood just gonna say there um but yeah so that's what xbox is doing they are they're putting a few things out there they said there would be four games those are our four games i believe that they're putting on other platforms so you got grounded in pentiment um i'm excited that uh feels like we're getting a lot of re-releases but i'm okay with this epic mickey the first one is getting re-released oh my gosh that's right Re- which i never got to play something. yeah so i never got to play the, f- the first one i played the second one like later on because that came to like multiple platforms but i'm pumped I, i've always wanted to play epic mickey so i'm excited for this um for those who play world of goo i know that's a really popular one um the rare games getting added to, and this is totally out of order now that I'm looking this on Nintendo's own website. They added some more rare games to um, the N64 and Super Nintendo stuff. I geeked out whenever I heard that Killer Instinct music going because now Killer Instinct is on uh, on the SNES, and I was just like, yes, this game is my childhood. Right here. Um, okay. Another game I found uh, to be intrigued by, which I think people from the Wii remember, is uh, Endless Ocean. Yes, um, I played so much Endless Ocean, both both the original and the sequel. I played so this, much Endless Ocean. This game looks cool. It looks I, like you yeah. get to like be underwater. It said like with thirty people, like up to thirty people or something like that online. It's so like weird. Like, it looks like this cool underwater exploration game to me. I don't know if there's more to it. Yeah, it's um, um my it's funny we were just talking about gametography because mm-hmm. Endless Ocean for me was like my only real experience or maybe just earliest experience with taking pictures and games and actually having it like mean something mm. and because you would take pictures of all the different wildlife, all the sea animals and stuff and you log it into your book basically mm-hmm. and so you take all these cool pictures you want to make sure you take pictures of all the dolphins and the sharks and the fish and stuff like that. And it was always very, it was cool, but there was always like a mystery behind it because 
when you go down, down deep in the ocean, it gets darker. The creatures get a little bit weirder. And which is real life. It's all like very scientific. It's all based on like real actual stuff. So that's, I think, what I'm curious about with this newest one. Because the last ones were based off of like coasts of Australia and stuff like that. Where it's like, oh, these are real places with like real wildlife. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious about this one. And it was like a really big deal if you saw something that was supposed to be um extinct or something right if or there's like a really big deal like if you saw like and a whale this ocean shark or luminous is what this is called but yeah so this new one the trailer kind of threw me off because it was already like oh there's there's animals that aren't supposed to exist i'm like okay that's supposed to be kind of a secret and then it's like oh you can play with all these other people <laughs> and i'm like that's interesting because i always felt it was supposed to be like this super solitary very isolating experience but you get to like maybe make a dolphin friend like it it didn't it never felt very like oh fun look at all this stuff it was always like very Mm -hmm. solemn and very like intentional um and i don't know maybe i was just a bad like a not very good at video games growing up either maybe i've like missed something but that's always that was always my interpretation so like and also (laughs) everything seems super realistic at the time and that was another really big look draw at to the game because it was like, <laughs> whoa, this actually looks like the fish, you know, at the time. Mm-hmm. So now we have it on the Switch where, like, we have so yeah. many other systems where it's way better to, see, you know, experience graphics. So I think that's my biggest my biggest uh, curiosity with this new Endless Ocean game. It's like, I loved the Endless Ocean games growing up, but mm-hmm. is it going to have all the things that I actually appreciated and liked about those games? I yeah. don't know. I have no clue, <clears throat> so we're just going to so- see. I thought this was maybe it, maybe the game I'm thinking of. So I downloaded this indie game I got for free off of Epic a while back last night called Beyond Blue. Mm-hmm. And I guess the devs have cited Endless Ocean as like an inspiration for it. Oh, but it yeah. is like it is like you're talking about this like certain like this peaceful experience. And it's got like pieces of documentary stuff in it. Like apparently it's inspired cool. by this like nature documentary or whatever. Oh, I love But that. like I so it actually they did add a photo mode in it um at some point so i started playing it last night because i saw this trailer and i'm like "Ooh, i wonder if that's like inspired and so playing it last night it just it sounds like it is apparently it's only like a two-hour game so like i'm totally gonna like knock that out for backlog golf but like i'm like this is scratching i think this could scratch that itch until this endless ocean game comes out but i i'm excited for that one it does look cool um so yeah we can move on um the other things I'm looking at, um, some stuff we've seen before, I guess since you're, I guess, you know, because you're a big Persona fan, I do want to mention Shin Megami Tensei, which is like the original series that Persona comes from. Um, uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5 is getting a like complete version, I'm which is a very pretty excited because it's I a very am... Atlas thing for them to do is like, oh, hey, we released this game a couple years ago. We're going to release this more complete I've been, version. I've been waiting for yeah. Shimigami Tensei 5 to... And this is going to be, like, multiple platforms, not just Switch. I think exactly. there's, like, a Steam version. Yep. Like, ever since it came out on the Switch, I was like, I want to play this. However, yeah. I do not want to play it on Switch. Right, I was right. willing to, potentially, but I thought it's not... It's going to come to other consoles. You held out, PC. for sure. It's going to come to other things eventually. Like, yeah. it will not remain on the Switch. That seems silly. And here we are, having not just only a release on other systems, but having mm-hmm. more content. Which, uh, now I'm like, okay, perfect. Now I can get the game and play it. Because I've been meaning to, and now it's like, my patience is being rewarded greatly. So I'm pretty happy mm-hmm. 
yeah so that game that does look cool like I, i'm pretty sure we're gonna get that covered um just because we've been getting a lot of atlas stuff lately um the other thing i'm kind of kind of stoked about i think a lot of other people are is they're releasing the og battlefront games on switch and other platforms i'm excited i think i've owned the uh, those star wars battlefront games on other platforms before but I think just the Switch is such a perfect way to play Battlefront 2. Like, I could totally kill time playing that OG Battlefront. Yeah. And people were not happy with the new ones. So it's like, here you go. Um, so I'm, I'm pumped for that. Um, playing those Battlefront games again is going to be so much fun. So much nostalgic. Like, for people that haven't got their hands on that game uh, for a while. Yeah. Um, let's see. And then... I'm looking at a few things. Um, Super Monkey Ball. There's a, another. Um, there's, that's uh, there's another Super Monkey Ball game coming, which looks cool. A couple of shadow drops. We got Penny's uh, Big Breakaway, which I think is from Sonic Team people. And then we also got another personal favorite of mine is we got Pocket Card Jockey, which was a game on the 3DS that I really loved. That was a cool one. Mm-hmm. Um, couple of shadow drops there which is super cool and then i think the last one i kind of want to mention on here is um another crab's treasure which is a soul it's a souls like but it's this cute yeah i've never played a souls like (laughs) game but that game might i might have to get that game it just it looks so like so fun and like the stylistically it just looks so cute it looks i love the concept of like picking up different shells too it's gonna hit hard it's gonna like it looks awesome but it's like i know it's hopefully it's that perfect balance like maybe like a jedi fallen order kind of balance or something maybe you can change difficulties or something but i think that game looks awesome and i'm like yes i'm going to get that one day one for sure so not not a lot of like crazy big news from the direct but i honestly think it was really solid like there's a lot of fun looking stuff on here so that's uh that's kind of it those are those are the biggest highlights from that um showcase so we can move on. We'll get into the movies then. You guys both watched some classics. Yeah. Shelly, mm-hmm. what did you watch? Uh, you know, just our at this point annual watching of Lord <laughs> of the Rings. I was gonna say that's definitely annual. I swear. And it's just great having the extended editions because we mm. could just watch one half of one movie. Um, you know, whatever we want basically. We just ended up watching through all six. They you know, aka all three, and it was it's still really good. I think I think my takeaway this time around is because we have the 4K edition as well, and there are some scenes that are starting to stick out, and not in a sense of like oh it's bad like CGI per se. It's more like okay, only because this is a 4K edition is this stuff becoming obvious where like green screens or things like that 4k can really enhance the experience and kind of like not ruin it but it It, can definitely like yeah it it enhanced it for the most part but yeah it kind of leaves some of the some of the animation or some of the um yeah like a lot of green screen stuff kind of with the dust which was it was more so funny it wasn't like actually like oh this looks bad it was it was kind of just funny to see like pointed out basically where it's just like oh this is a weird little yeah, thing that happened here um or like look at this weird I little watched mistake. An episode well, not an episode i watched uh braveheart a while back like a couple years ago and it was an hd remaster mm-hmm. and there's a gold crown and you're looking at it and you're like 
I'm pretty sure that's a plastic crown that they <laughs> used. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, you would have never known in the original, but... Right, exactly. Like, even, even like, all the folks clapping at the end, at the coronation of Return of the King, um, you could tell that that was just, like, weirdly, like, edited. <laughs> They're really, really fuzzy, and nothing else in the scene is fuzzy. So it just looks awkward, because if everything was fuzzy like it was in the original, then it wouldn't be as weird. So that's kind of right. funny and really good. Um, I forgot to mention, I also watched Les Mis. Again, that's also kind of an annual viewing for me at this point, although I think I've seen it now <laughs> twice in the last year. Um, I just have to watch it. Those are just, yeah. So I didn't watch anything new. I kind of want to see if I could get uh, tickets to see Migration at some point, because I, I think some theaters still have it, which is crazy. So, and no one's talked about it. I, I don't know a single person who's seen it, and I don't know a single person who's talked about it. So I want to watch it, and I'll talk about it. Maybe <laughs> in a week or two. I don't know. If I'm lucky. Cool. That's it. What about you, LJ? What did you see? Um, so I, uh, while I was on sort of a pirate kick with Skull and Bones, I was also sick that weekend, um, for a good few days, so I had time to watch, I didn't watch all of them, but I definitely watched the ones, I watched the ones that are most important, I watched the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, the the first three, um, four or five, there's, there's five now, there's five, five, yep, because then there's like, yeah, so the last two are kind of weird, the last... The on Strange Tides, the fourth one feels almost like a, oh, we didn't really need to do this, but people might might find these characters nostalgic now. And then uh-huh. fifth one was like, what are you doing? Because it was just like they were trying to like reboot. They were the they were trying they to re- yes the yes pool. yes um so but still had Johnny Depp yes and so um I was rewatching these and I remember liking the second and third one for sure. Um, rewatching them, I'm realizing, I remember, I'm, uh, I'm reminded of how, like, convoluted the third one started to get, because there was so much going on. I think the second one is still my favorite, um, of all of them. Though the wheel scene, when they started, like, fighting, um, on the island was straight up, like, stupid and campy, like, and cheesy in the best way possible. Um, I was like, yeah, this is kind of dumb, but I'm also kind of here for it. I still think, like... I don't remember. I don't remember like Davy Jones being very a very popular character or people like being like a cool like. I don't remember people thinking like he was a very cool villain, but I always thought like I always liked Davy Jones. I was like, ooh, like he's they I definitely loved him. His CGI was so yeah, good. and the story the you know like just his story and like just everything about that character and just the Playing look the of it, face the look of everything too like his ship and just the way they designed everything. I thought he was cool. I was like, oh, this is the big bad of. You know, like, if the first one felt very much like a pilot to see if, like, oh, hey, can we do this? Is it going to make us money? And then the other two were like, oh, cool, we're going to actually finish out this trilogy. You know, so I, I liked it. There's definitely a lot of cheesy parts about the third one, too. But, again, it was nice to, like, you know, I hadn't watched, like, the long, like, not the, that the movies are super long, but just these epic, this epic style of movie where it's like, oh, you're here, you're you're in for a ride, you're here for the adventure, like, you know, sit down, you know, sit down a bit and enjoy it, you know, like kind of a thing. Um, makes me want to go for Vikings. No, it makes me want to go back and watch stuff like, I mean, I know it's more like Lord of, like they wanted, like Disney wanted their Lord of the Rings, right? Um, 
but it makes me want to go back and watch stuff like Troy and like I watched Gladiator a few years ago but like you know just these longer epic movies I'm like you know what I need to go and rewatch more of these um yeah stuff like that and like Braveheart like I bought Braveheart on sale a couple years ago like along with a few others and I just haven't watched it um you just mentioned Braveheart so it's just like yeah like uh, I want to go back I to only this. watched Braveheart because Joe told me I had to <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but it was good <laughs> Joe was um but no like it's just Morgan, it, previous co-host and it reminded me of just <laughs> these movies we don't get that often anymore like I feel like the most recent one was like Napoleon that like was like oh here's gonna be this like epic you know this grand epic movie that you know which yeah. i don't think it i don't think that movie did well in particular but i'm like ah this is kind of a long lost genre because everybody wants action and explosions now you know like i want these i want some of these big battles again you know stuff like that i like, wanted it, northman to be that for vikings and it wasn't and so uh, yeah I still need like an epic vikings. once i found out who was doing that movie and especially like directors and producers involved in stuff i was like yeah that's not really you're like ah. <laughs> i mean i still have the movie and i still actually have not watched it but like you know it's, it's definitely yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a of a particular taste but no it was good to go back and watch these again i've been wanting to watch them again for a long time and i was like oh this is the perfect time to do it so i did it braveheart's good yeah, so I, I want to go back and watch more for sure. I wanted to watch Apple TV has. I heard it didn't do that. Oh, well. and then, and then like it's Kingdom a, of... uh, Braveheart sequel, huh? And then it like I think has a, one of the original actors in it. But Interesting. It's about I can't remember his name, the character in Braveheart. Um, yeah. Then there's like movies like older. Kingdom of Heaven and stuff like that. Like I know for sure I have a copy of, and you know stuff like that. I'm just like I want to go back and watch those. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah um cool well, we'll get into the movie news then um yeah go ahead Shane. so let's probably talk about arguably the biggest one first we got a trailer for horizon an american saga zero john song oh, i know <laughs> uh, horizon is also an american saga technically it's a super it's duper duper prequel to... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um no, technically so, not wrong. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it's it looks like it's uh it's like a western it's like Kevin Costner that's um, funny. saga in the sense of there's gonna be more than one movie. In fact, I think there's gonna be four, which is crazy that they're just like committing to that already. Like they must that's be a cotton. very confident in this. So the first one's coming out or part one or chapter one or whatever they want to call it, it's coming out June twenty eighth, um, of this year and then um, August 16th, that's pretty close. That's like... Are you sure it's 2024 not 2025? Let me check on that one. I feel like that has to be 2025. Oh, no! It says June 20, <laughs> 2024 and August 16th, 2024. I mean, the that's... trailers seem pretty put together. Yeah, that's just surprising. I'm used to mm-hmm. like, You have to wait a year for the next part. Um, but... I guess it's better than waiting a decade for like Avatar. Dude, right? I swear. So, um, so we don't know when the <laughs> last parts are coming out, but I think that's probably fine. You know when the first two are, and they're yeah, just a couple of months from each other, which is pretty surprising. Um, so we're gonna get scary. Avatar five in twenty thirty. I don't know. I've never been super duper into like Western things in general. To just be completely honest, so I'm really interested to see. Like, it's supposed to be taking place. You know, it's focusing on families and individuals, and you know, the little people, Fast right? Furious. The regular people. <laughs> uh yeah, sure. I would have um, derailed so bad. 
Uh, it's focusing on just regular people, quote unquote, um, during the Civil War and like the four years of the Civil War of America. So very interesting time period. A lot of things happened and a lot of things happened in, uh, in sort of cowboy West yeehaw mm-hmm. uh, times that are, I don't know, in my opinion, a lot of times it's pretty romanticized, I think. Um, oh, definitely. Kind of blow over it and they're just like, oh, like it was so cool, like taking over the west or whatever but like there's a lot of bad things that happened too so i'm really curious to see historically if it's accurate if they go um like i just am curious what angle they're going to take it and if it's going to be like what the focus is it just sounds like it's going to be about war but it's going to be about how war affects just the regular people kind of thing but what i will say all that aside is that it looks really cool. Like the actual shots and the costuming mm-hmm. and the cinematography. Like, again, I just watched Lord of the Rings. So I'm all like, ah, cinematography, cinema, right? And I'm getting that vibe from this, which is cool. I don't know. I feel like I've seen a lot of yeah. recently that don't care about the, those those sorts of things. So it looks like it mm-hmm. cares about that. And of course, people like having costumes. So um, I'm sure there'll be people running to see this. I don't know if I will necessarily, but it looks interesting for sure. So. Yeah. I love the concept of it coming out in two parts within like two months of each other, three months of each other. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, yeah. I feel like that's how Infinity War should have been. been Infinity War, and then I a couple agree. months later, we got the next one. That would have been, 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 been neat, but, uh, mm-hmm. no, it's like, yeah. I have to respect the, uh, the commitment to just going for four right away instead of like, oh, we're going to release one and maybe see how it goes and then release another. Yeah. Right. At least you're going to have a very complete story. It's just a matter of like, is it going to pick up? Is it going to be good? I mean, yeah. who knows? But I mean, hopefully, obviously, we want things to be good. Yeah. I just, I, yeah. I lose a lot of hope. I don't. I'm not very, especially with our next couple of news pieces. I just don't have much hope for Hollywood at this time and moment. Um, <laughs> I said it's been a long time since it came out, but it was Cowboys versus Aliens of all things. <laughs> um, Daniel Craig came out. Yeah. Yeah. And oh that movie, so the movie releases, and I'm watching theaters, and it, there's no aliens at first. Uh, for those that don't know, it stays pretty, like, it's just a Western at first. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking back then, like, man, I kind of just want a good Western. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I need the aliens. Like, can we just make yeah. a good action movie Western? Yeah. And uh, I think that they have their own feel to them. They kind of get away from that, like, action genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would love to see Westerns kind of break out of a genre. My favorite... Besides Cabo's and Aliens, I love that movie. Favorite Western is uh, like old 70s Westerns, 80s. The Spaghetti Westerns. Yeah, Spaghetti Westerns. They Call Me Trinity. And the thing that was great about that movie, and uh, they still call me Trinity, is that they were also comedies. And so mm-hmm. comedy was kind of mm-hmm. not that well, like very well seen in Western movies. They're usually very serious and yeah. like, oh, rough, tough cowboy. And so having this, like, these comical characters in a, in a western movie was really neat to me uh, mm-hmm. growing up my dad is a uh cowboy i guess um he's very like loves john wayne he's got a replica of john wade's colt 45 that john wayne would use in his movies that's and, dope uh, <laughs> yeah uh, lives on the six acres of land has horses his whole life since he was nine years old um and so western movies were very uh, prevalent in my life growing up yeah uh, but i never really hung on to him unless they did something different it very mm-hmm. much felt like whenever he was watching a john wayne movie 
that I was just watching the same movie mm-hmm. over and over, even though they were different. Like, did we just watch this? Sense. No, no, that was this yeah. One. Like, and I guess like kind of like you like I don't think like I think Tombstone was like one of the last like modern era ones. That, I mean, it's not necessarily modern anymore, but for the time, like ooh, like we're getting a western with these big name actors in it, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And so having watched that, like, in the last couple months, I'm like, yeah, like, for the for its time, this was unique because it's like, oh, we haven't had one of these in a while. And so I think, like, this thing, um, I think it's refreshing right now, too, because we really haven't. Like, and it is romanticized extremely. Um, the movie I'd recommend for people that want, like, a more gritty Western thing is The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. That is the whole title. Wow. Um, nice. It is... A dark, it's definitely a dark, like, that's, like, yeah, this is what the West was really like, um, kind of a thing. Like, here's some of the stuff that actually happened. Because it's more based on, like, you know, the actual, like, just, you know, it's based on actual events and stuff like that, too. Such a good, good movie. Rumor has it, he's not buried there. I don't know. Yeah, so. One way or the other, but it was cool. It's, like, that, there are definitely movies out there that it's like, oh, you want, like, a more grittier, like take on the west stuff like that's part of where like red cowboys dead, and aliens that's part of where like red dead gets its influences from but yeah like i think this is like we haven't had a old like old school style like western movie like this in a long time so i'm i'm excited for it and then it's like i do think I it, look, was it ridiculous six hateful eight yes like hateful eight was definitely like there are there have been western movies out there for sure like there's a bunch of them even Nicolas cage has one recently that came out like in the last couple oh, wow. of years <laughs> yeah so i think old 70s western the spaghetti western just got so formulaic mm-hmm. that like that yeah. kind of died away um, and then like i'd like say most modern westerns yeah um they try to be different in some way i would say yeah. the only exception to that would be maybe true grit stayed really close i felt like to the original tone of a spaghetti western the, the remake i've been wanting to watch that remake again too um like I've definitely had a hankering for it, so a hankering. Yeah. Like I've uh, like I just to watch it. You. Yeah, so <laughs> this town ain't big enough. For there's like <laughs> so there. I could see where the like multi like movie thing is coming from too, because then you look at like the good and the bad and the ugly. That's actually like three movies mm-hmm. with all different titles too. So like I think they're definitely taking a page from the old days, like trying to do all these parts so quickly. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Go Westerns. Yeah. yeah. Um, so again, I don't have much hope for Hollywood because, uh, because the movies like Madam Web. <laughs> so yeah. Madam Web is, uh, you know how Morbius did and how it did bad and actually how it went back to theaters and did even worse. Cause the internet gaslighted Sony into thinking that they actually liked it. Um, so it's crazy. Uh, although, personally, I don't think it's that surprising. Madam Web is not doing as well as Morbius uh, did at, at this time. It's been only a couple weeks. It's For me, it's it's on one hand surprising because it's like, oh my gosh, Morbius was so bad. But I think on the other hand, like Morbius was like kind of the beginning of the end for Sony's villainverse, yeah. uh, Spire villainverse. And people like... Mm-hmm. I think the marketing for Morbius was not that bad, all things considered. I think there was some things that we were like, oh, this could be cool. Uh, whereas I think Madam Webb's marketing has been atrocious. Yeah. I think it's been Morbius really would have been bad. cool in the year 2000 or like in like 2002 but when the Spider-Man you know what? movies. Again in the year 2000. Sorry, Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
no yeah that, I mean, that was a really good segue though um <laughs> but i my thing with morbius is i watched it on the, the trailers like you were saying the advertising seemed like it was going to be a good movie and enough so that i was going to give it a chance but i think mm-hmm. after morbius i'm like i'm so done with these sony movies yep it's yep. just rough and i think everyone's uh, kind of yeah everyone's feeling similar Venom gets a pass because it's Venom, I think. And I wish even... it wasn't the same people. Like Venom, I actually kind yeah. of like. Yeah, even let there be carnage. Like either, but I let there be carnage. I have problems with, but I still kind of like it. You know, like yeah. <laughs> but is it is her name Dakota Johnson? Is that right? It's Dakota Johnson. Yes. Yep. Like everything I've seen from her interviews have been like I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> it's like the That's CGI bad. was so hard to work with the, or the special effects so I uh, I don't even know what the movie is so <laughs> you I don't know what's, what's crazy happening. is that she and I I blame her agency I don't really blame Sony yeah. she thought she was joining an MCU movie is what I heard Maybe, that's a rumor I've heard <laughs> is that she thought she was joining the MCU and so she was really excited about it and then from what I heard again it's kind of a rumor um she fired her agent after, or at least someone, one of her agents, or one of found her agents, out after the so, first trailer came out. I kept seeing well, interviews. Which is crazy okay. to me. I'm like, how's that happen? The uh, biggest sliver that had me interested in this was that uh, I think it was confirmed that Amazing Spider-Man, so Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, was going to take place in this universe. Like it was that universe. And I'm like, that's yeah. cool. And they were going to be references, <laughs> and that makes a lot of sense when you look at the villain suit. I can't remember his name. Um, Oh, I the villain looks yeah. very artistically like the Amazing Spider-Man suit, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "That might make me watch this just to see," because I'm a sucker for those connections. Yeah. And then they did reshoots, and they said it has no, it doesn't take place in any Spider-Man universe. Nope. It just takes place in a Spider-Man universe. Yeah. And I was like, "Man, no, no I'm so good." But here's the thing, fellas: is I wasn't gonna <laughs> watch this movie. I never was interested in Morbius. However, from what I've heard, this movie isn't actually that bad in the sense of... So it takes place in 2003, which is such a wild choice. It's a wild (laughs) choice. They're like, let's literally make it take place in 2003. But the movie, from what I've heard, actually feels like it came out then. Which actually is a selling point for me. It makes me want to watch it. Because That's I, I still felt about Morbius too. Some of that cheese, some of that nonsense that comes with some of those older superhero movies that don't have to worry about need like backflips. Yeah, so part of me almost wants to watch it for that. Like from what I have heard personally, it is similar to Morbius in such a way that it kind of circles <coughs> back to being good and kind of funny because of how ridiculous it is. But the problem is, that, I mean, it's still a bad movie at the end of the day, yeah. which is unfortunate. Because here's it may Madame... be like a Netflix thing for me. Maybe I'll stream Maybe. it when it gets. Yeah, I'm not watching it in theaters. It'll There's be no on way. Netflix. It'll end up on Netflix. That reminds me of the Flash, and them saying that the Flash's CGI was bad on purpose. No way. Because they, it was through his brain. Through that's like, a bald face lie right there. That's what that makes me. Th- they're like, we that's meant a... to make it look like it's 20 years old. That's a dang purpose. lie. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know about that one, Chief. Um... Like, it had nothing to do with the budget. We meant to make this movie uh, look like it was filmed in 2003. Oh, it's like, okay. That, you say that's so. Rough. That's rough. That is funny, but no. Um, so part of me wants to watch it, but probably also not enough to go to theaters for it, which is Sony's like wants people to go to theaters for. Yeah, no, 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 especially no. since Dune 2's out. 
That's true. Oh yeah, Dune Two is gonna be out on Friday. Yes. That's yeah. coming out. Oh my gosh, shoot. Um, I need to watch the first one again. I need to watch the first one in general. I never watched it. Oops. It's oh, good. No, really? No, I never oh, did. That... I just never. I meant to. I got. I meant to get around to it. If you did. like Lord of the Rings, this is such a weird comparison. It's on Netflix. I feel like Dune. It yeah. leaves Netflix on the 29th. You should go watch it. I should. I just need to. But I, I think I'm saying that because it's long and drawn out. I don't know. But... No, and that's fair. I was I engrossed think, in yeah. Dune the whole time. Like, yeah, it's good though. That's what I've heard. So that's cool. Um, I was just gonna say that it's just kind of a shame that like basically Madame Webb's uh introduction as a character to any Marvel anything, as far as I'm aware, I could be wrong. Maybe she was featured before, but like I don't even think she's in any of the Spider Verse movies as a actual nope. defined. Like maybe she's in the old the corner was and what the chasing is now. She's not really a defined character, and she's a really interesting character because she's like kind of like a spider person, but kind of not, and kind of like she's always been the like force ghost to like Spider Man, you know, like kind yeah. of like a guide for him across the Spider Verse. I I remember when I read she was that... in that dang Shattered Dimensions game that I played on stream. Yeah, uh, she was like the whole connection. So that's cool. That. I remember when but... I read the Jessica Jones comic. Um, Jessica Jones ends up running into Madame Web and. Madame Web accidentally like looks into her mind and looks into her past. Um, like without her consent, she just kind of does that because that's what she does. She like reads mind. She knows the future. She, yeah. knows, she knows. She knows everything. That's she's, her whole thing. Like, she's all a web, right? blindfolded lady. Yeah. yeah. But then Jessica Jones got like super mad at her for good reason, probably. But it was that yeah. was like my my one of my first experiences with her as a character was just seeing that. I'm like, oh shoot. But anyway, uh, so that's <laughs> really funny. Less funny in my opinion, but. Equally as disappointing, I suppose, is that we're getting a Naruto live action. I'm sure there's some people who are really stoked about Naruto live action, actually. So good for you guys. Good for you guys. You're getting another live action. It's Naruto this time. The one shining light for this, <laughs> I think, is that Shang-Chi's director is is doing this. So, and I like Shang-Chi, so that's like, oh, that's good, I guess. But, man, can we start on live actions, please? Especially for anime. Like, it doesn't, it never... Like, One Piece is kind of an exception, but I'm gonna be honest, guys. I don't even... When people talk about One Piece, they still talk about the original show. They don't talk about the live mm -hmm. action. They're like, oh, you know, the live action was pretty good, but they, they're talking about that in comparison to, like, how bad it could have been, because that's how bad animes usually are, or anime adaptations yeah. usually are. So, it's like, good for There's One Piece for respect. not being bad, but most yeah. of them are bad, and I just... Naruto yeah. is cheesy as heck, so maybe if they lean into that, that could actually save it and make it really fun. Shang-Chi made me think we can actually have an actual Dragon Ball Z movie somehow. Like, I'm like, ooh, this could be done. I think. It I mean, there's be. plenty of Dragon Ball Z movies, you just mean live-action ones. Yes. That's yeah, funny. yeah. Okay. I don't know. Like, I don't need Naruto. They could, they could potentially do Naruto, but I feel like they don't necessarily need to have stuff, like, as exaggerated. Like, they're trying to go for the actual look on these things, which is really weird, too. And I think that's what makes watching One Piece a little weird. Because mm -hmm. they still carry that style. I mean, they kind of have to, because it's One Piece. But it's like, how close... How, like... How close are you going to get, or how close do you want to get to, like, the look of Naruto? You know, that kind of a thing. Like, Because you could capture the architecture and everything, no, no yeah. problem. And the outfits and the costumes. I was gonna without say, the just, crazy, weird anime hair. You just grab anyone... From mm -hmm. any convention, and you will find someone who has the perfect cosplay for, yeah. you know, these characters. So I don't think mm -hmm. that's going to be a problem. I think it's going to be 
is the action good? Is it like funny, cheesy? Like they have to kind of lean into that, I think, for it to be fun and good. But it's a it's a weird show. Naruto's really weird. I I think the problem with that One Piece. Oh, go ahead. I was say if you want to make a live action uh, anime adaption, why not make something original? I think just steal all the cliches from anime because not that like yeah. not everyone watches anime. Yeah. So that I watch a movie and go, I just feel like I watched an anime just now. Yeah. yeah. Because I would enjoy that so much more. It's like when I watch it's like when I watch Doctor Who and I think this is just British anime. Same feeling. Yeah. Exactly. That's ex- I think I agree. That's what I think that would be great. Um I, you kind of get that feeling with Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. You're like, I yes. Like watching a video game happen. Yeah, uh, you can do that with anime. You just, you just have this like celebration of anime, and maybe not be on the as on the nose as Scott Pilgrim, but like make just an action movie that's ridiculous. And you're like, did I just watch an anime? Did he just like kamehameha out of his hands? What <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. That's it exactly. I think. Is... What what I was gonna say is that like I think the biggest problems like what I see with One Piece and Avatar right now is that they tr- they feel like they have to rush things so bad. So, like, my problem with the first few episodes of Avatar, especially, is, like, oh, hey, let's let me explain why I have to do this thing real quick. Or, like, you know, like, let's let's just get the motivation out of the way so we can move on kind of thing. Like, there are definitely points of both of those shows where it's like, okay, yeah, here, you know, here's the problem. Let's move on. Let's go. And so I'm just like, uh, like those you feel those moments pretty like deliberately i think like and it kind of sucks because i'm like can't we just enjoy this moment here for a sec yeah. you know which is ironic um, because i know you're gonna yeah. talk about it a little bit more later but i remember someone did the math of like how the original show had like every episode was like 22 minutes but then like the length of the season one of the live action like the math doesn't work they're trying to rush things and they like don't they actually yeah. need to which, is, which is, isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just they're not doing it in a very good way, I think, yeah, so far. I was, uh, That's my just, one gripe yeah. Yeah. with the... Yeah. Yeah. Where are they trying to I will play devil's advocate, LJ. When I mm-hmm. watched Man of Steel, I definitely had the thought, man, they should make a DBZ movie live action because of the fast-paced combat. Oh, oh yes. those the, the fight with Superman and Zod was straight up Dragon Ball Z. But yeah. that goes back to make a movie that just has a bunch of anime cliches mm-hmm. if you just got a bunch of people fighting like that i would be in i, I mean i think of like it. stuff like the movie sucker punch or whatever too like that's straight up like could be yeah. anime too you know another Zack snyder thing oddly enough <laughs> we'll into uh television i guess that kind of uh rolls right into this yeah yeah, uh, yeah. the avatar the last airbender live action show um lj you have some more positive thoughts so i'll let you i, I don't have necessarily negative thoughts i'm that guy I'm, I'm, I'm okay with being that guy <laughs> um so like there are definitely things like it, it definitely does have some it definitely it does have problems i like i said a bit ago it does feel like they are rushing it too much and i mm. feel like there's there should be a more tasteful way of doing that because there's moments where they literally sit there and have a conversation and like ang's like oh, I got to do this because this and this. And it's just like, okay, like, so did you came up with that yourself? Like, you know, like, so, like, what was the reason, for, you know, like, um, it's just one of those things, like, I, I think they could do better in, like, pacing. I think it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, bit for bit the show, but I think there is other ways they could do it better. I like most of the actors, and I feel like they're doing a pretty good job. Uh, I feel like the, the kid who plays Aang, like, 
there are times where I I do feel like oh yeah that's definitely Aang and there are other times where I feel like he's trying too hard or trying to be something different which is okay too but it just doesn't hit quite as well as like Sokka does and like I feel like even Katara the actress who's playing Katara does a real good job like most of the actors I think are doing an awesome job um I like the fight scenes there are some set pieces that are really good because I think one one piece struggles with everything feeling like such a huge set piece um and so i feel like there are times where i do or i have watched the look to avatar and i'm like oh that's cool that feels like an actual village or something like that like Mm -hmm. and then there are other times where i'm like oh yeah that does feel kind of set pc you know like so i feel like avatar avatar is doing things like one that one piece doesn't necessarily do bad but i just feel like i'm leaning on like my i'm leaning on that avatar might be a little bit better um in some ways and they're able to do certain things that like one piece can't because one piece is so stuck on a style. But, um, I think my, my consensus is that like, if we're going to like, if you want to watch the original, awesome, stick to the original, Mm -hmm. but this is, I guess it's kind of like the conversation we had with Joe about like video game movies. It's like, there are going to be those people that like, Oh, I don't want to watch a cartoon or like, Oh, that's, you know, you know, kind of a thing. And it's like, this is what, this is what that, what that is going to be like this is this is going to get you're missing out is what i say well yeah and then i'd be like okay well you watched that why don't you actually give the actual cartoon a try you know like because yeah and it's not even that it's anime like i would you know like because i mean it's definitely grandfathered in now i guess um right but it's like it's not even like it's anime it's it's just one of those shows that's like oh like this actually is way better than like than what it looks like it's a great story and it's a story that's actually finished out you know whenever you look at the original so i think it's fun there's definitely like cheesier moments and certain things that feel off um which i think is expected but i don't think i'm hating it so far it's not like the best thing ever either like it's not like which because it's like how can you compete with the source material i it's like again it's like why you know i think we're gonna show the writer was like i don't think i can do that yeah right and and it's so it's like so then it's like why but okay like if you feel like they need to do it i guess it's the best thing is to do it right but it's still like there's no real need to i think we've which we've talked about so totally yeah that's how i feel you mentioned the acting i think i'll start there i the acting for the most part the actors are perfect it does feel off so far they most I mean, almost everyone is great Sokka I mentioned this no offense to the actor but it looks like they took someone and were like we need you to look like it like they asked AI to make a realistic version of Sokka and then they got him uh, he even sounds like him it's it, it's really good uh, there are definitely bits where the acting seems a little bit off and my wife pointed out it is PG it is meant for mm-hmm. kids and so maybe that's the way things are landing are a little weird for me but it's to land a little bit better for children. I do like how they're giving Sokka, like trying to give him some kind of growth early on too already. I think that is cool because he was, he's like a super hardcore comic relief, you know, most of the time yeah. in the cartoon. So it's like, I love that they're kind of trying to give him some like limelight and development. Yeah, for sure. So I'm really enjoying the fact that it is so such a um, perfect one-to-one in a lot of ways to the show. Uh, as far as like the actors go and things like that, I think that's really cool. I feel like the um, setup and the of the world was really good too. Like they are trying some things with the world building that I appreciate too. Yeah, they explained the war mm-hmm. uh, fairly well and how that all kind of uh, worked out. Mm-hmm. It does have some tonal issues, which Netflix is famous for. So 
Love that. <laughs> there are some parts where you're like, oh, sure. they did that? Yeah, it, it's a kid's show. I'm just going to uh, say this. Like, so you literally time. get to see but these then, people burnt to a crisp off screen. Oh. Yeah, it's like he straight up just grabs a guy and just burns him incinerates which is him. which is oh, okay. crazy because it's like oh yeah fire is this fire is actually more destructive than like they could show i guess on nickelodeon you know um so it's like ooh, i kind of like i i get that you know but it's also like oh okay <laughs> i guess we're doing this <laughs> yeah so totally it's got some issues for sure my biggest thing with it we, we brought up the one-to-one i mm-hmm. think that it's just unnecessary i think that uh, if I'm going to watch Avatar, then I might as well just watch the animated show. Um, it is fun, and I would love to see. Like, I love seeing that part of it. I love, like, I love seeing something animated brought to life in live action. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Um, but I probably could have had like a 10 minute short of this and probably been happy to just see those characters interact. Yeah. And not a whole show. I don't need a movie even. Uh, just to see it done. I'm like, oh, that's neat. Uh, I mm-hmm. and I, a couple of thoughts. I have two different thoughts going on at the same time. ADHD man. Um, <laughs> I do think that they were trying to make it so close to the show because the showrunners left. Uh, I know the producer of the show said that he was really trying to uh, respect what they would have wanted, even though they uh, weren't there anymore. And it sounds I like there's some corporate issues with that. Like I don't think yeah. it was creative differences necessarily. It sounded like there were some big dogs trying to get their hand in the cookie jar. But I almost feel like it did did a disservice to try to be so much like the animated series. Um, And then the other thing that I've mentioned too is I don't even like bummed about it being live action necessarily. I just think that if you're going to look into this world, why not look at, especially with Netflix, Netflix could have done an amazing job making a Kyoshi story. Uh, Take the manga turn it into a live action show and you could have made it pg-13 or even tvma i think at that point and been pretty crazy or if you got to make it about the war or like the the times when the avatar is gone like you could totally do that too yeah that would be neat because i feel like that's one of their strongest points is like the build-up like honestly Mm mm-hmm i i'm only a few episodes in i should say that too i haven't watched the whole thing but me too i'm like maybe two and a half episodes in i think they have a bit about Kiyoshi that's really cool, and it really drives home my they should have made a Kiyoshi show because now uh, it's no way they're going to ever make anything. No, uh, They might make more seasons <laughs> of this from the sounds of it, even if it does poorly. Um, I want them to finish this out. Like, I, like that is one thing. Are there. Yeah. I'm much more excited for the creators to be making their uh, animated their adult expanded TMA universe movie. I'm- I'm, the tip comes out in October 2025. I am excited for that one. <laughs> That's going to be so cool. And you know what? Uh, Maybe this will get people to actually check that stuff out. Like, I, I hope it Like I hope yeah. it would. Like, let it's this a be really an open big door. world. It's kind <laughs> of a shame that they decided to retread the same mm-hmm. masterpiece instead of trying to build more out of this world. And I, I want to say this got started before, like, Paramount Plus was ever a thing. Or, yes. like... Because that was when they started partnerships with, like, Nickelodeon. Then it's like, oh, they're going off into their own network, like, but we still got to make this, like, kind of a thing. It was kind of, yeah, I think part of the reason that Avatar Studios got made Mm. was they left this. Mm -hmm. And Nickelodeon was like, well, you want to do more of your stuff? And they're like, 
Yes. Like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In that sense, it's a good thing this show came about. And again, yeah. I, I don't think the show's bad by any means. I think if the animated show didn't happen, the show would probably stand on its own and still be really good. Um, I think it's doing a really good job of being the animated show. I just already have the animated show. Exactly. That was the whole reason I got a Prime account, Amazon Prime account, was when it was only available on Amazon Prime. And you can't beat Uncle Iroh in the animated show. He's doing his best. He's doing great. But Uncle Iroh is Uncle Iroh, man. Rip. I kind of like this dude's take on Uncle Iroh, too. He's definitely much more, like, positive and nicer and more of a comic relief, it feels like. But I like... like I like this Iroh. I think Uncle Iroh was in the old one too. Yeah. I thought it was funny that one of the first pieces of advice he gives Zuko actually like completely backfires. I won't give much more uh, spoiler <laughs> yeah. than that. But I yeah. was like, dang, you don't make it sound very wise right now. Yeah. <laughs> um but anyways. Yeah. I'm having fun with it. It's it's a good show, I guess. Mm-hmm. Animated for life, I guess. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, here. <laughs> yes. Uh, LJ, what else did you watch? I don't have much to say on it, just because I've only watched a few more episodes, but I want to say I'm still... I'm actually... I'm enjoying Vox Machina. I've definitely turned around on it. Nice. Because I feel like what they tried to do was they tried to make that first introduction scene or that first episode. They tried to throw it at you all at once, and I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, if this is how the whole... If this is how the whole season is going to be, I don't care. Like, if this is just going to be them goofing off the whole time. But no, it actually has, like, an interesting story going with it now. And um, it's giving me a little bit of Curse of Strahd vibes. Like, the not actual vampire, vampire kind of, like, villains and stuff. Like, I'm like, ooh, I dig this. Um, And getting into more of the characters' backstories is really fun. So, yeah, I've definitely turned around on it. Yeah, it's quite good. It's good. Very rated anime for those listening. Yes, definitely. Uh, <laughs> we will get into the TV news then. Uh, speaking of Nickelodeon, ah. segues to Fairly Odd Parents sequel is happening. It is a CGI animation style, so I would probably think like probably Jimmy Neutron's style, maybe. But updated. I mean, weird. <laughs> yeah it's better than like a realistic CGI. and it's weird because the show is super stylized already in 2d form so i have a hard time like picturing what this would look like in 3d form like in so in like Jimmy Neutron. cgi form <laughs> yeah that's true but like the characters are just have such unique designs and looks to them that like i remember when they first showed timmy in like 3d like in, with jimmy neutron stuff i'm like yeah that looks weird yeah um, great crossover and it was also not, like, great CGI back then either, I guess, but, like, still. <laughs> it's going to be titled The Fairly Odd Parents: A New Wish will be CG animated. And then uh, premieres on Nickelodeon this spring. And I believe that they're taking care of a little girl. Yeah, Hazel Wells. Ten-year-old hmm. Hazel Wells. Okay, okay. Right. Interesting. That's cool. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why they're coming out of retirement. I don't know the, the whole story for it. But sounds fun. I loved Fairly Odd Parents. Well, I guess because after like so a kid better. grows up, you know the fair the fairies would have to find go get another kid. Oh, yeah, find a new kid. Yeah, yeah. that's some and some more for you. A full one eighty on news. I didn't think about that. <laughs> there is a Game of Thrones spinoff happening. 
Uh, it is called Night of the Seven Kingdoms. I was gonna say, try to try to come up with a segue for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. Um, it's the show currently has a number of working titles. Night of the Seven Kingdoms is one of them. Tales of Duncan Egg and the Hedge Knight. That um, sounds like a story. Duncan Egg. It's like a Duncan children's Egg. book. Duncan Egg. Yeah. Why? Uh, still sounds like a dun- Martin's George R. R. Martin's. Duncan still sounds like a um, Dunkin' Donuts product. Yeah, they take Duncan place roughly a hundred years before Game of Thrones. Tell the story of Sir Duncan the Tall and his squire Aegon Targaryen. Uh, anyone that watches Game of Thrones sounds like knows a hard boiled It sounds like a hard boiled egg inside a donut hole or something. Like. <laughs> Scotch eggs. Scotch eggs are where it's at. <laughs> oh, uh, that sounds like you a. You don't know thing. what a Scotch egg is. You the- want one. An egg inside of a donut. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but no, they're like, yeah, their names are. They're also known as Dunk and Egg. In Dunk their and egg. Dunk and egg. Is... Dunk and egg. <laughs> I can't imagine like Game of Thrones era, hundred years before Game of Thrones, like, yo, Dunk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what up, egg? Egg. What up, egg? I don't. I don't. I don't know about the show. They sound like they sound like street names. Yeah, I want them to be teenagers just wrecking havoc. <laughs> like, what's up, dog? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yo, don't hey egg. Oh, um, <laughs> let's go record our music yeah. video. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they, there's got to be a better title. The Seven Kingdoms one is automatically a better title. You get the bard, and we're gonna we're gonna make our music video. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just in production for what I'm gathering. Um, three season run to cover all three novellas. Hmm. Is the plan. Um, 2025. Wow, that's soon. So yeah, that's a thing. I don't know if it needs to be a thing, but uh, <laughs> it is. I want more House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon was good. Yeah, I was going to say, that's got to be doing well Dunk enough for them to warrant more, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, other Game of Thrones stuff, I guess, if they want to keep trying to Walking Dead this thing, like, you know? like They are. <gasps> Guys, I haven't talked about Walking Dead in a long time. Oh, no, what did you I do? You have something to say about Walking Dead now? <laughs> I, woke, I woke the beast. <laughs> um, there is, I don't even know what it's called, but it's Rick and Michonne's spinoff show that was supposed to be a movie. Oh, Gosh, I can't think of the title. I've seen advertisements for it, though. I want to watch it. Mm, I got, I'm going to look this up. Rick Grimes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> LJ, I know you're busy now, but... Uh, no, you're good, you're good. What else we geeking out about this week? You mentioned your uh, spawn. The Ones Who Live is what it's called. Anyway. Um. Yeah, no, so I got... Yeah. So I got this... Uh, I ordered it online from a small local, like, or not local comic shop, but from a small comic shop. Um, it is a big, important issue for Spawn. Uh, I, I'm not, like, the biggest Spawn reader, but it's just one of those characters that's, like, totally from the edgy, like, 90s era. Like, this is, Todd McFarlane was, like, inspired, or was, like, the basically the father of Venom, I guess, you know? So then he went on to make Spawn after he was done with Spider-Man. So... I got this big, it's like a single issue, but it's got a ton of pages. It's it's basically just Spawn 350. And it's basically a culmination of 
the the battle basically of like that's going on because the whole thing about spawn is like oh he he's an undead being and he wants to kill the devil basically for lack of a better not the devil per se but malbolgia is like the ruler of hell or whatever and so this is basically like oh who's gonna take the throne kind of a thing um so that's why it's a big issue and it's 350 like that's that's a lot you know so i haven't fully i haven't read it necessarily yet because i got it in the mail today but um yeah i got it from a small business called mutation comics i i realized i'm like ooh, i really want this issue i'm not going to get to go actually pick it up anywhere so it's this small comic shop out of new jersey it's an online comic shop that i just like oh i looked up on google are they legit this isn't on ebay which i mean apparently there are comic shops on ebay now which is cool but i did not want to get swindled so i'm like you know what let me go to like a small business and buy one because it's i figured it was going to be a sought after issue so but yeah i'm excited to be getting back into some spawn stuff again because it was a character my brother and i like the movie was terrible like obviously for that's basically what madam web is is like that era of movies like that spawn belongs to um so yeah i'm excited to read it i'm excited it's out we're geeking out about anything else this week yeah, uh, just real quick, since I know we're going long, I've just been trying to read more comics and manga and stuff, so I read Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, there's actually two of them, so I read them both, I've just because I was so getting good. excited from Deadpool 3. Yeah, I have stuff. two volumes of the Deadpool manga that I should read too before oh, that comes out. Yeah. So that was depressing, but also <laughs> interesting, I guess, just to show off how overpowered, um... Deadpool is, and obviously how it's we're, I mean, we're, it's a good thing that he's kind of a jokester. Um, they're probably going to do Deadpool Kills the Fox Universe with this movie, right? I would have to think. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. That'd be interesting. Um, Speaking of Fox, <laughs> there's actually a manga I'm reading called The Fox and Lil Tanuki, which is <laughs> um, because I've been reading The Legend of Arslan, The Heroic Legend of Arslan, and I'm now caught up and the next one isn't out until July, so I was like, oh, I need something else to read. So I found this cute little thing. I don't know. I thought it was, like, for kids, and so I was hesitant to, like, click on it <laughs> on my, in my little library app. I was like, eh, I don't know. But the front looks cute, and it's apparently about a fox and tanuki, and it has, it's very, like, Japanese mythology. And so I was, like, based and inspired. So I was like, okay, cool. Maybe this will be, like, Okami. Maybe this will be, like, I don't know. I thought it'd be cool. Um... Japanese and mythology or, it's yeah. uh i wouldn't say it's for kids per se it's not necessarily like mature either but i would say it's maybe more for like a teen audience but it's a young adult category <laughs> yeah maybe even like teen slightly less than young adult but it's like definitely not like kid kitty kitty i don't know the art on the front and the description made it seem like it was like a kid kid novel mm. or manga and i was like eh, i'm just bored and like i don't know i might as well click on this but it's really, it's, it's again, it's about this fox who kind of has this, like, really kind of tragic, dark past kind of thing. Um, he used to, like, have all this power, and then he got sealed away for 300 years. Um, and then um, the sun goddess Madarasu is like, hey, I'm going to release you. I'm going to make it so you can't use all these ridiculous powers you used to have, because he used to be super duper powerful, too. He used to have all these powers. Um, I'm going to release you, but on the caveat that you're going to train a new servant of the gods and which is this cute little tanuki and it's it's definitely not what i expected but i i like it it's wholesome it's angsty it's tropey 
Um, it's kind of furry bait, but I kind of love it. I kind of love all of it. I don't know. <laughs> it's It kind of gives me the same energy as a lot of fan fictions do. Like, it has that energy that's just, like, so much passion and, like, caring about these characters so much. And even if some things are a little bit tropey or a little bit, like, a little, I don't know, angsty is the right word. Um, or, like, really leaning to, like, the wholesome bits. I it's It's, like, gooey and mushy and kind of great so i like it um <laughs> that's cool i think it's uh yeah i'm just i'm just enjoying it so not much more to say about that i think unfortunately it's also not done yet so i'm like just getting into manga that's not done yet i'm like freaking why do i keep doing this i just need to read stuff that's already done but anyway that's that's that nice yep. and the podcaster then lj where can they find you at you can find me on twitter and instagram at lj the paladin and Shelly. You can find me on Twitter at the Shellshock24. You can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. And you can find Geeks and Grace on Twitch. On Twitch, baby! Tuesday nights. Shelly, you'll already stream by the time that people hear this, but. True, but people uh, need to know. Tuesday nights, where Tuesdays, it's at. 7 p.m. Come check it out. 7 Central. Keep gaming, keep praying, <laughs> and God bless. Okay, yeah, bye! We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.